Welcome back to Remember Country Music Podcast. This week I got to hang out with Clay Barker. Great time hanging with this dude. Super fun episode. We got to talk about his original music. We got to talk about how he got into playing music down there in Alabama. And so much more. It's a fun one, trust me. Clay Barker on the RCM Podcast, coming at you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast, RCM Podcast. I'm back. It's your guy, Kyle Corbus, and I'm here with uh, my dude, Clay. Clay Barker. Dude, how are you? What's going on? Doing well, man. How are you, bro? I'm fantastic. You know, it's nighttime here. May have recorded one of these super early in the morning, maybe yeah. running on no sleep. But listen, we're nice. doing all right. We're hey, doing that's all the way right. to do it, man. That's the best way. You're running on no gas. Sometimes you get the best work, you know? No gas, no brakes either. Full full, full speed ahead. You know, you just got to keep rolling through. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great and uh, I'm glad to have you here and I'm glad to get to talk to you. Um, I know we've been, this has been on schedule for a little bit, so I'm glad. That right. we're we've had this plan for like three months. Yeah. It's been something like we've that. Right? It's a like, long time ago. Like a it's really right when wings time. came out. Right. Yeah. 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 It was about that yeah. time. Cause you know why? Because I suck and I never know how to plan like how many episodes I have and then how many I'm going to put out at the right time. So I always yeah. have way too many. So yeah. what I have to start yeah. doing is they all pile together. And then I'm like, damn, like I got to schedule like two months from now because I, I just like, layout. yeah. And I'm terrible at it. And I, I open that up. Like I'm, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm terrible at scheduling. And that's that's good. Like, it lets you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At least I know I have something like, at least, uh, at least if someone cancels, I have something else. That's, that's it's never a bad thing too, to have like too much shit. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, it's a good, it's a very good work. Yeah. It's great. I good, could have no one. I mean, odd, like, yeah. right. So like, it's, it's a very good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. So, yeah. um, yeah, so we've had this on schedule for a while. Is what we're getting at here. But you are a uh, you're you're from Alabama. You live in Nashville. That's right. Are you? I'm gonna you know hop off the jump here. Are you an Auburn guy or a, or a Crimson Tide guy? I'm an Auburn guy. Wow. War yeah, War Damn Eagle. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think everyone I've met from Alabama has been roll tide roll. Yeah. See, but the vast majority of them probably didn't actually go to the University of Alabama. They're just like passed down Alabama fans, you That's know, fair. and I spent all my money at Auburn. So like I'm the tried and true, like <laughs> all the way Auburn fan, baby. They got all my money and everything else. <laughs> they burned your pocket, right? I mean, That's come right. on. It's, Absolutely. it's what college is about, taking all your money. They and not gave me a degree that I'm, that I'm not using at all. <laughs> either or, you know, at least I got it, you know. It's one expensive ass piece of paper, if you ask me. Yeah, that's right. Listen, that's what I tell people. I mean, I got, I think I got my diploma a year after I graduated, and I was like, wow, this yeah. is a thousands and thousands and thousands of dollar piece of paper. What'd you get your degree in? I got my degree in like, in literally in this, in journalism and uh, oh, broadcasting. I got mine in exercise science. So, dude, it's like just completely off the wall. I was going to go to PT school, and then like a month before, I decided I was going to do music. Wait, can I can I say something then? Yeah. How do you decide that you want to be a physical therapist in college, knowing that you would have to do at least like three more years, right? Yeah. And then just say fuck it. Well, dude, I um so I'd like so I played music growing up and and once I got to college, like I took a hiatus. I didn't play music at all, like in college. And it wasn't until I met my manager. Um and I I went to we went to a party one night. We're playing just getting drunk and playing dominoes. Wouldn't really call it a party. It's like a get together. You know, we're playing dominoes. My, fa my favorite types of parties. Yeah. 
And so, uh, and then this girl was like, hey, Clay, you can play guitar, can't you? And, uh, and we were at my manager's house at the time. My manager didn't know me. And, uh, and Mitch was like, yeah, I have a guitar. And he said, like, at that moment, he just thought, all right, well, here comes another college kid that's just going to play some Corey Smith cover or something like that. <laughs> and he brought me down a guitar. Not to say that I'm dissing on Corey Smith. I love Corey Smith's music. But still, like, every, like, college kid, like, always knows a Corey Smith song if they know how to play guitar. And I played an original song, and the next day he was like, hey, man, what are you doing with this music thing? And I was like, nothing. He was like, let me book you a gig and, like, see how it goes. And I said, all right, fuck it. Let's try it. And, he booked <laughs> it. and then it's just been kind of history from there. We just I love it. kind of hit the ground running after that. I love it. So let me ask you then. So in, in by Auburn, are there – what kind of music is going on at these bars? Because And this is always the most, like, the most, like – fascinating thing for me because where i went to school I, listen i you know i went to bars in downtown hartford i may yeah. have rocked some cowboy boots and i may have gotten some ridiculous comments on how great yeah. they are even though you should not be wearing that shit down there you should yeah, not sure. but i did and i mean like i always thought it would be cool to like walk into a bar and see some some young rando you know random ass dude playing some country music i always thought that yeah dude and i never had that and I, yeah I man I mean, yeah, that the scene and the, of course, the bar scene in the South is, you know, I wouldn't even say predominantly country music, but I mean, if you have a live band, like, you know, 60% chance it could be a country music artist, you know, if not, it's going to be like your, you know, you 90s, 2000s, like hits or something like that. And then there's a bunch of, I mean, there's DJs, of course, everywhere, but like in Auburn, for sure, I know that there's, you know, one, two, three, there's like four bars that are, you know, that are still doing like heavy country music and stuff right now. So you can walk into those. And then, I mean, every college town in Alabama has a country music bar, yeah. you know, set up somewhere. Yeah. So um, I played so a lot of that. What did, you, what did you start playing when you started playing these bars? Uh, my first gig I ever played was um, I actually opened up for Mitchell Tenpenny at wow. a bar called Zydeco. Um, in Birmingham, Alabama, but this was before like drunk me and yeah, all that yeah, yeah. Stuff. This so, is like uh, spent all this is like spent all my money on beer kind of days. The only the only song he had out that like had traction was that song "Bitches." Oh yeah. And so like we were there, and they were probably dude. I don't know. I played two nights with him. I played one night with him at Zydeco in Birmingham, and the other night with him at a bar called Bourbon Street. That now it's closed down in Auburn. And both nights, like total, they were probably. I don't know, 70 people total, like combined nights, like maybe 35 each night. And then like two months later, Drunk Me came out and it was like. Phew. So wait, what year was this then? This had to be like. 2017, the end sense. of 2017. Yeah. I think. You know what's crazy about Mitchell Tenpenny is that I like, before Drunk Me came out and before Bitches. Yeah. yeah. I remember like going and, and about like my senior year of high school, my freshman year of college is when I really started diving into this stuff. Like yeah. before that, like I was listening to like, Rascal Flatts, Dan Shea. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like that, yeah. that, that and Luke Bryan. That's all you got out of me. Yeah. And, and my all taste, the country. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And 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 my uh my taste is let's just say it's completely different. Anyway, yeah. um I remember like going through and just like like scrolling through and like find somehow finding like random um at the time independent artists, whoever they were. Mitchell Tenpenny was one of those guys. And I'm, yeah. I'm like listening to this dude and his first EP has like a guitar on the cover. And like, that's mm -hmm. really it. And it's yeah. got like spent all my money on beer, um, guitars, guns, and gasoline. And there's like a couple other ones. And it sounds nothing like he sounds now. Like it sounds sure, so, yeah, completely different. Yeah. So different. It's good. It's so yeah. different. 
Yeah. And I was like, who is this dude? Like he's like, he's, I thought he was really good. And I played it for my buddy and my buddy goes, I don't know if I'm like really feeling that. I was like, I think that this is great. I have a feeling that this guy, whoever this guy is, will be big one day. Drunk yeah. me comes out. I, I'm in the car one day. My same buddy goes, hey, do you know, this guy, Mitchell Tenpenny, like you ever listen yeah. to that song? I'm like, yeah. you bitch. I'm like, Tells you, oh. shit, you know, forever. Yeah, right? yeah. Just a second he blows up. That's dope though. That's super cool. And I think, um, I think uh, that that was awesome. Have you have you uh, have you have you talked to Mitchell since and like told and like? <laughs> no, I have not. I haven't got that opportunity after that. Yeah. When you when so, you no, do, no. if you get that, will you tell him? Yeah, I'll be like, hey, dude, I opened up for you. You know, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I haven't even seen him around. You know, you it's not often you catch somebody. You know, right? It's actually famous like downtown here, but I feel like it's 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 more often than like in L.A. though. Yeah, I mean probably i guess right yeah. i mean I, f- I feel like i see like well i mean this could also just be me looking from the outside in but i feel like i you see miranda lambert going to her bar all the time apparently now because yeah that's true well a lot of them like definitely going on on broadway like i'll say this for probably like the singer songwriter community in nashville like go like we don't like a lot of us don't go to broadway that much to, like hang out unless we're like playing um we all go to midtown and so, I mean, you do, there is a chance that you see somebody that's, like, famous, like, you know, in Midtown, but it's not like I'm going to walk up to somebody and be like, yo, what's right. up, dog? And Broadway's a, Broadway's a hellhole if you go at the wrong time. Dude, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just a lot of people, you know? I mean, if you like large crowds of people, if you're, if you're down to go, like, like, have a rager, then, yeah, like, Broadway's the place yeah, to go. But like, you just want to go sit down and, like, drink beer and hang out and talk, like, Midtown's the spot. Yeah, go anywhere else. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah, anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah. I would rather, I mean, this sounds fun to me anyway. I'd rather go to like a random field somewhere and top yeah. off pretty pack. Yeah, we, I mean, we throw a bunch of like house parties and stuff like that. Yeah, as, as you our, should. Our, uh, this, this house right here that we're living in now, um, we're moving out of it right now, but it was like the frat house, like when we first, the past two years. So we've had so many parties here, dude. I'm so scared about how much money we might owe. We're totally not getting our security <laughs> deposit back from this house. But like no telling how much on top of what we're already losing in the security deposit we're going to have to pay. Are you worried you're going to like pull away like a couch or something there's going to be a hole in the wall or something like Dude, that? Yeah, I just have no idea. I have no idea. Ugh, that sounds, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we, we've thrown a bunch of fun ones here. That's awful. When I was, so when I was my, uh, I guess my, I think it's my senior year of college. So, so, so I lived in an apartment for three years after my freshman year and two of those years, it was the same apartment and it was on campus, but it wasn't like, there wasn't like an RA or anything, but it was an yeah. on-campus apartment. So there was a security pro- deposit and all that jazz and whatever. So I lived with two twins and um, we, it was six of us total, two to each room. And we, we put the two twins in the same bedroom because uh-huh. they, it contained their mess is what we were getting at. Yeah. So they get in a fight one night about i don't god knows what at like 2 a.m and one of the brothers got really mad at the other one and to take his anger out he punched he punched a wall and he put a hole in the wall and then we dragged him to my friend's room to get him away from his brother and these are like two of my best friends and this is funny telling the stories i drag him into the other room and we close the door and he punches another hole in my friend's wall so now there's two holes in this wall and i wake up the next morning and there's like beer bottles everywhere. Obviously, you know, they were influenced. Like yeah, they, they, they were drunk when this happened. Like yeah. they were not sober. But yeah. you know, I wake up, there's beer bottles everywhere. The sink is filled with beer cans. And I just look and I'm like, there's there's two holes in this damn wall. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're yeah. screwed. Yeah. And it was terrible. He just tackle him up. It was awful. Right, yeah. It was terrible. From sheet rock for sure. Yeah. It's terrible. My, you know, my small ass is not probably not putting a hole in a wall. So I'm all right. Listen, what happens in college? Days? The worst <laughs> is when you go to put a hole in the wall and you find the stud, you know what I mean? <laughs> And it's like you got a bit of a hole in the wall and a broken hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Listen, yeah. you know, you don't want that. I knew a kid in high school that got mad after he lost a wrestling match, punched a, like a locker, like one of those, like, yeah, yeah. Lockers, broke his hand. Yeah, that. absolutely. I don't yeah. know. Listen, I don't know if I've ever gotten mad enough to just like punch a wall. I feel like I have, but I don't know if my first instinct is to punch a wall. Yeah. Maybe I've been that like upset before, but I don't think I've like been like, you know what? I'm going to take it through this wall. Right. Like, I, I, I think that that's, you know, that's an important aspect. And maybe it's because we're level-headed. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe not, but maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, our not. Time, maybe our time just hadn't come yet. <laughs> Two weeks later, I send you a text. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I exactly. punched a hole in the wall. I got yeah. mad. You got to check out this hole. <laughs> you got to check out this TikTok. I got mad and punched a hole in the wall. I was screwed, you know. Maybe. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't punch a hole in the wall. Is what we're getting yeah, at. pretty much. Um, so you moved to Nashville at what, at what, in what year? So you were playing in Auburn in 2017. Then what year? 2017, uh, played uh, just two years. Did, you know, the uh, Bama circuit. Uh, we got into Georgia a little bit. Um, and then I moved here July of 2019. 2019. Okay. So, yeah, I was here like six months before uh, Corona hit. Oh, wow. So I got like six good months in town before everything shut. You're out. still kind of fresh. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, I mean, you take away, you know, March through, like, what, I mean, January? whenever, yeah, whenever things really kind of open back up. January, you know? February. I don't even know. If that's yeah, right. yeah. So almost for a whole here, year. for here, it was significantly longer than it was for you guys. Yeah, was, basically, basically like a year. So yeah, something like that. So that's that's wild, and that actually yeah. sucks too. But I mean, as long well, as dude, it was kind of a blessing, like in a way, because honestly, um, you know, us songwriters, you know, we would still, you know, once things were kind of opening back up, and you had like the limited capacity stuff, like we were back writing in person and whatnot, and it it kind of made it to where like it's all we had to do. You know, right. we weren't nobody was playing shows and stuff like that, so. Um, songwriters were I was able to like get a crew of like friends here right. and whatnot and meet a bunch of like songwriters that you know right, because if you think about it no one was really like like I mean not a lot of people probably were but a lot of people also weren't working too so it's like yeah all, yeah all you had to do is write the songs right so if you look yeah. I mean you put out two in 2019 you put out three in 2020 and yeah. then you put out one of your own right now in 2021 and then you obviously yeah. have rights you know in your own retrospect, you're featured on a song, Justin Holt, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. you have music out under your belt. And I don't think any of that would have happened if maybe, well, I mean, maybe it would have, but I think it would have been tougher for, for all that to come out. Yeah. Maybe this happened. Right? Yeah, dude, it would definitely be a different, different story. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I always like to say it was a, uh, a blessing in disguise because like we wouldn't yeah, be sitting really. right now without it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. Oh, shot. We'd be sitting here right now without it. Yeah. The only reason we started this was because I had nothing to do. So Yeah, uh, that's right, dude. Everybody started coming up with these new things to, like, figure out to get their time. Isn't so, it wild? Like, like, you come out of this thing, and now I'm considered, like, the, the freaking country music podcaster kid from New Jersey. Like, like that's yeah, wild. Heck, yeah. That's wild. I don't know. It's like some some shitty experience that gave you some good stuff. So, oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm for it. But let's talk about some music here. So, in 2019, you put out one of them, and you put out yep. Hold My Beer. Yeah, and then 
in 2020 you put out 17 jam mm-hmm. they're all jams but jam yes, and then did. you slowed it down completely yeah. with she's the yeah. one like you yeah. literally you like started with like these up tempo like yeah. fun love and party songs that like yeah. put a really good picture in your head and then you yeah. just hit the brakes and slowed it down all right dude yeah sick and I always say that I think if an artist wants to come out fire and they show their versatility and they do them both. I always say that. I still stand by that. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's dope. Thanks, but, dude. Um, was there a reason you started off firing first? Because I feel like a lot of people have a better time or an easier time writing slower, like heartbreak songs or love songs or whatever you want. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that uh, coming out, you know, coming out strong with the upbeat stuff stemmed a lot from the fact that as a, as an artist, um, you know, before I was really like heavy into writing, I was playing these bar gigs and, and every bar gig is like, you play up-tempo songs. Like that's what you do. You know, you want to keep the crowd partying and drinking. And so naturally, you know, that just kind of became something that I wanted to include in my writing style. Cause I was like, you know, if I'm going to write a song and I'm going to play it at a bar, it, it doesn't need to be a slow song or the, the you know, the, college kids that are drinking at the bar are going to be like, all right, well, I'm leaving during this song, you know? So if I'm going to play an original that they already don't know, I might as well make it like an up-tempo, like upbeat song that they can relate to. And that's why, cause hold my beer was actually the, was the first single I released. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, it was just that like college kids anthem. that's like, we're going to do some dumb shit tonight. You know, let's get drunk and, you know, hold my beer and watch me do something stupid, you know, yeah. or you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah. And I think that that's important because I think you're right. I mean, like, unless you're going to play songwriter rounds, not like these 20 year olds in bars don't want to listen to. Yeah, dude, they don't. And yeah. I love them. Like, I'm a sucker for a sad song. I really am. Like, yeah. Like, I'll, I eat it up. Like, it's like my, and I am a very happy guy. Like, I got a lot of great things going for me, but yeah. I love sad songs. I do. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah. it's fine. But I think that, um, I think that that's a smart play because I really do think a lot of people come out with sad song. And there's nothing wrong with that because I love them, like I said. But it's, yeah, it's kind of nice to have like a change of pace where you're just like coming out firing and like playing some fun shit. You know yeah, dude, it was it was nice to to do the whole like slow down thing. With She's the one, and then of course I slowed it down a little bit more too in my recent single. Yeah, um, and that's thanks to TikTok. You know, TikTok blew that song up, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, if the people like it on TikTok, then. I'll release it and give them what they want. So. TikTok. I keep talking about TikTok. It's a weird thing. It is. Yeah, weird man. Weird That's thing. another coronavirus type thing. You know. Oh I mean? my god. Yeah, without mm-hmm. COVID, like TikTok wouldn't be what TikTok is. Hell no. I yeah. was so. I remember coming home for COVID, like being sent home because of COVID. And I remember for like two weeks, my uh, my brother and my sister were like, "Yo, you got to get on TikTok." And I'm like, "No, because it's not Vine. I don't want to get on TikTok because yeah. it's not Vine. Yeah. And I know what Vine is." And my brother. My, me and my brother are the same age and he goes he goes uh same age we're twins i don't know why i said it like that but he goes he goes dude i'm telling you it has some vine energy potential yeah and i'm like all right fine i'll give it a shot so i get on and i'm an idiot well I'm not an idiot but i guess it worked out i posted one video that was like kind of funny that um it was like remember when people were doing like that that um that uh oh, what was the song where it was like they you they post a picture of what you look like you like reenact a pic, an old picture of you like when you yeah yeah that's right yeah so i did that but there's this picture out there that circulates around my 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 family and it's like the picture that everyone has on our christmas tree when me and my brother were like two or three years old 
uh, we took a Christmas picture and the two of us are in there in our freaking red turtlenecks and our Santa hats. And we're sitting there on these stools. And for some reason, the way my hand was placed, I was literally flipping off the camera. Nice dude. And it's like the greatest picture. Cause it's funny as fuck. But then my brother's like, I was like, I have an idea. Let's do what everyone's doing, but with that picture. So like, we got those, like, we still have the stools. I don't know why. And I like all this shit. And we sat down and we did it. And it like did pretty well. It got like, hundreds and thousands of views and Hell like, yeah, dude, that's got a great. bunch of likes and i was like oh this tiktok thing is like kind of cool i woke up with ten thousand followers or five thousand followers my brother's yeah. like oh like now you want to do it and i'm like yeah that's right dude yeah so then i like started focusing tiktok towards this and like it helps but tiktok's crazy and yeah. um i remember when you posted uh, about wings on tiktok and i was like yeah i was like this song's great and i already knew you prior because i followed you on instagram and whatever else yeah. and obviously listening to music prior but i was like Oh, this is great. I've never heard this song. And then I want to see if it was released. And obviously it was unreleased. But yeah. what was that? What was that for you? So you wrote the song and then what'd you say? You just wanted to post a video, see what happens. Yeah, dude. I uh so here's the here's the whole like story on it. So um I wrote the song with uh Justin Holt. Um when we wrote it, we really didn't have like an idea of what we wanted to write about that day. Like Justin came in with the two first lines. I bet you were hesitant to let him in. Uh, I bet you took a time. I bet you took a time before you let him steal a kiss, and that's all he had. And so we just like started kind of just you know going off of what he had, and uh, and just ended up coming up with hook. You know, like I just want to give you back your wings. And then like we sat there and kind of talked about it after that. You know, that first chorus, and we were like, all right, so we've got a basis of like what we're trying to say. So like, what what do we really want this song to be about? And, you know, we came to the conclusion that we wanted it to be how, like, how difficult it is to try to fall back in love, like, after you're heartbroken. So that's where we went with the song. And when we got done with the song, to be completely honest with you, like, I didn't really like it. Like, I didn't really like the song, like, that much at first. And uh, and so we kind of went back and, like, I'd listened to the demo or the little, like, work tape that we had of it a few times. And, I, and it really grew on me. And I was like, damn, I really like this. And my manager was raving on me about, like, getting on TikTok. He was like, just post anything and everything like just have content and post it just content 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 and i was like all right cool so i knew that i was kind of you know the song wings was growing on me so i was just like i'm gonna post it and see see what it does yeah and uh, and it ended up you know doing really good uh, was it was that the first one you posted about the song or was that like an like our the first one i ever posted with wings was the one that blew, like blew up isn't time. that crazy when you look and it's yeah. just like it like teeters for like a, like an hour of like a few yeah. hundred views and then all of a sudden it just like explodes out of nowhere yeah well like i had i had two people tell me to get on tiktok and like get going on it before it blew up because they were like this is going to be the next you know big time social media yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's like, it's Vine, you know, Vine isn't here anymore. So, or like Clubhouse, you know. were you on Clubhouse at all? Clubhouse for a while. Yeah. I yeah, did that for too. a little while too. And, uh, but anyway, dude, I didn't really believe in TikTok. Like, even, um, you know, like, uh, Priscilla, Priscilla Block, you know, um, we're good friends with her. And like, when her stuff blew up, I was like, man, like, that's just like a, like a once in a lifetime type thing yeah. that happens. And then it happened with my roommate, Trey, yeah. um, with Dig Down in Dallas. And then it was just like, oh shit, all right. I should have been on this a long time ago, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a, uh, a, funny, a funny game there. It really is. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's like you, sometimes it catches, sometimes it doesn't. Like even I do like stupid little things. Like where yeah. I'll be like, um, like everyone's been raving about like the deepest line or the saddest line in country music or whatever. Uh -huh. 
And I have a, a buddy of mine named James Tucker. He's out of North Carolina and he writes some really kick-ass songs. Um, and he has this one song that I latched on to a few years back and um, it's got a really deep line in it. And I was like, no one knows this line. So I just like did it and it, it did really well, like out of nowhere, just like randomly. But like, I don't put any effort into this stuff. Like I just post yeah, it. And if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, or I post like the, the stupid ones are always the ones that do well too. You know what I'm That's saying? That's right, dude. Like I always post the dumb ones and they always end up yeah. doing well. I'm like, right. Always the ones you, the ones you don't put any of the effort into that took you like, you know, the 45 seconds to do yeah. are the ones that soar. And the ones you took like an hour to work on is like, yeah, you know, it's like it's the 450 BS. views or some shit. And it's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> it's like the biggest BS. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. I mean, listen. Yeah, you can't figure it out. There's no rhyme or reason to the whole platform. There's no reason why it works, but it just does. And that's yeah, great. You gotta but, get low, you know? When it comes to wings, right? Like you just said, like you didn't love the song when you first put it yeah, out. That's and, right. You know, to not, you know, I say this in the nicest way. It sounds different than all your other songs. It's yeah, very it much a different song. And it sounds great. I love it. Yeah. But it's but it's different. Like it's very it's, much so. It's very right. pop. Yeah. Very pop country. And you know, that's something that I, I never intended to ever, you know, want to do. And I didn't even necessarily intend on it to be produced that way. But when we got in the studio and me and uh, Alex Maxwell, my producer that was on it, we were working on it and, you know, it just kind of felt right to go that route. And so, you know, he was like, you know, should we add like real drums to it and stuff? And I was like, dude, I, I like how it sounds just the way it is, you know, let's just leave it the way it sounds. Right. And I mean, like there's, there, there's nothing wrong with it sounding. I mean, it sounds yeah. like, you know, that. I mean, sure. and that sh shows that you can do that. And then if you wanted to go put out a full acoustic song with like literally nothing else, you can do that too. Yeah, so like, that's the beauty in it. Right. And I think my, my favorite line, honestly, is, um, and I was, and you know, say what you want. I was getting ready for this and I was listening to the song, but uh -huh. last week it came on on my phone and yeah. I was listening and this one line stuck out to me and I immediately pulled my car over to make sure I wrote this one line down. So I didn't yeah. forget when I wrote these notes down. And the line was sometimes falling feels like flying till six feet up feels like feels like six feet deep. Yeah, dude. And for some reason, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's yeah. wild." Because it's yeah. not like this basic thing. Like it's something that, like, I yeah. I mean, maybe it just came to you, but I was like, "Yeah, it was just one of the things that just like you know hit us while we were writing." You know, sometimes falling in love feels like you're you're soaring and you're flying until. That six feet up, that levitating feels like you're six foot in the ground when it's all over and done. And I feel like everyone's felt like that at one point. Or yeah, absolutely. Everybody's been in both situations for the most part. If you've ever been in a relationship, you've been on a love high. And then if you've been, you know, broken up with, and it's, it's you know, it's up. And, so, and sometimes that love high blinds you from, you know, kind of what's really happening. So Yeah, sure. Absolutely. 100%. So when I heard that, I was like, whoa, like that's, that's just that's just like not a line that you're going to hear like, you know, in any other old song. So I thought it was super yeah. cool. And I had, I had to pull over right down or else really? I so would have forgotten that was the line. Yeah. I was talking about. Thank you. Dude. Thanks man. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Um, and I'm so glad that, 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 you know, social media picked up on that and, and it was, and it was cool. And yeah, um, sure. I'm also glad that you reached out to me about it coming out because, you know, listen, yeah. listen, there's a lot of music that goes through this head and sometimes yeah. I miss a song or two. So sure, I'm glad dude. I didn't miss a song. Yeah, it's that independent artist grind, man. Like, you got to do. We, we under, if you're an independent artist, you got to understand. Like, sometimes, like, it's not that people don't want to listen to your music. It's just like we're we're not famous, you know. We're independent artists. They're cutting our teeth, and so sometimes you just got to like 
send a thousand messages to people and be like, Hey, I got a song coming out. If you're interested in, you know, <laughs> there's this, fucking maybe. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's how you do it. I'm all for it. I am right. absolutely all for it. Um, the streams on that song for, for what it's been out for, for how long at this point? It's been out for right over a month. Yeah. 25,000 streams just on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great, dude. New music Nashville picked it up on Spotify. So that was really, that was great. You know, that was helpful. Um, I think it's got like, it's got a little over 15,000 on like Apple music and whatnot. So how do you look that up? How do you figure that out? So I have it on, so we, I have an app that's like Apple music for artists and I just sign into my specific account and it lets me view that. But I don't think you can look at it. Like, I don't think like as just a normal Apple music user, you could like find the stream. That's always the most frustrating thing. Like if I go, if I go and look at like numbers for, for songs, if I'm talking to statistics or something like that. You look and like you could have twenty five thousand streams on that on that song, but you know that that's yeah. not the only twenty five thousand. Like you know, it's more than that. You know, it's probably at least ten yeah. to fifteen thousand more than that. Correct. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy With to think about platform, too. Yeah. Exactly, which is yeah. crazy to think about too. Um, but I'm, I'm I think it's great that that because when I looked at those numbers, I was like, whoa. Um, and I mean, if you look at at you know the other numbers here, right? You know, you've already passed. Uh, one song and you're and you're climbing yeah. the other ones and it's only been out for a month yeah dude I, i'm i'm really excited on on how the uh how the turnout you know happened with it and it's my one song that like i've been out and played i've played it at like three shows um since it's been released and you know at least one person in the crowd like knows that song and that's a cool feeling for an independent yeah. artist you know um, anybody singing your song you know that's an awesome feeling Hell yeah. you know, even if it's only one person that's awesome. That's so awesome. And I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that, that song probably because listen, I mean, it, like even like even me, I guess like that it made a lot of sense to me. And I'm sure that it's probably helping someone through something right now. Yeah, too. man. I've gotten a few like messages where people are actually like reaching out to me and they're like, hey, you don't know like how much that song like helps me yeah. through like the situation I'm going through. And it's like, man, that's the reason that yeah. I'm here doing this. Like I want to, you know, touch somebody, whether it be, you know, to somebody that's getting ready to throw a party and throw a rager and whatnot, or if it's somebody, you know, going through something. That's know, the reason you're not in, in for out of school yeah. anymore. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's the reason why you're not doing PT anymore. Come on. That's right, man. I just oh. wasn't meant to, I wasn't meant to be stretching people's legs out. <laughs> just wasn't the mood. You know, you weren't meant to be uh helping people through ACL tears or any shit. That's right. Yeah. No way. No way. Me, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that that um Wings is going to like I don't want to use the word like change it, but do you think that this new sound of wings is is something that you're looking for going forward with, with, um, you know, other songs, maybe the project or singles or, uh, that's a tough one. Cause you know, to be completely honest with you, um, I love wings and I really do love the way that the production turned out of it. Um, but I'm a, I'm a rocker at heart. Like I, I was in metal bands, uh, growing up like screamo metal bands. I played drums. And, uh, and so, dude, I like the, the harder rock sounding stuff. And, you know, I haven't necessarily tapped into that as much as I want to. I've kind of toyed with it on my song, Your Broken Heart, a little bit because it's yeah. more on the rock side of country. 100%, yeah. um, but, you know, I, I really want to incorporate like some of that, some of that metal type vibes that I like grew up on, like playing and whatnot. Um, it's just a hard line to try to find without like stepping too far into, right. you know, one side and i want to just find that right blend you know hardy hardy does a phenomenal job at doing that um 
And so, you know, he's definitely one, like one of the artists that, you know, I look up to as a songwriter and, and as an artist. Isn't it wild to think that like five years ago, a guy like Hardy putting out a sound like that just like wasn't really a thing. And yeah. now you have so many of these like punk tree guys that are like putting out this like harder rock sound, which yeah. by the way, is really the only reason I got into country music. If it wasn't for like yeah. guys like Jason Aldean, I probably, or like Brent, even Brantley Gilbert, I yeah, probably dude. would never have been in country music. Like, there's, yeah, no, there's no way. Yeah. It's a good little crossover. That's like, not really a crossover you know what i mean like you can still really pull off like rock music or like country music that has that rock like twang you know that right. rock vibe right so, yeah i'm uh, like like uh the, the best example i have for that is like a three doors down right yeah dude absolutely i you cover three doors down every time i play they're like they're, i think they're southern dudes too and they have like yeah. that they have like that little bit of twang, but it's like yeah, oh. dude. Their uh, their bass player is doing like a his own like country uh yeah. project type thing right now. Yeah, he's cool. Or has been he's for really a little cool, while. actually. Yeah, he's super cool. Uh, Justin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Justin. I don't know his last name. I just know Justin Three Doors Down. On me too, because he follows me on Instagram and I follow him. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that that's a good that's a good example, and I think that that's that's something to show for. And I always think that now like when people like listen i feel like everyone just wants a reason to shit on country music whether you're yeah. not a country music fan or sure. whether you're a country music fan saying that that is not country music yeah everyone absolutely. wants a reason to shit on it for no reason and i hate yeah. it but yeah. i always say like you're like you you can't say like you can't say like i like bands like hinder and three doors down and nickelback yeah. and whatever else and then just randomly shit on like a hardy or a morgan wallen or exactly know, like you can't because it's so similar. Yeah. It's so similar. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I like I literally I can't I can't fathom it. And and that's yeah. always like my first my first um my first response when people say stuff like that. Like sure. Yeah. Maybe I've always said that, like but. I've always said with like country music like it's more about what you say than what you play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like country music is ultimately like it's three chords in the truth, you know, as they say. But like the part yeah. that I'm taking from that is like it's really the truth. Like you're just singing about like being country you yeah. know yeah or, you know singing about things that happened to you growing up in the south and whatnot and I, you know? and I and i really do think that like you know i mean this could be an unpopular opinion but like aaron lewis guys that song northern redneck right yeah dude it's like explains because i think he grew up in like new hampshire or somewhere uh -huh. which you go to new hampshire vermont trust me say what you want you're in the country. You're in the sticks. Yeah. There's nothing around. You still are got, still got some real rednecks. Yeah. You are screwed if anything happens to you up there because no one yeah. is coming to save you. But yeah. um, listen, like I think as long, my biggest takeaway, you know, no matter where you're from, no matter what type of country music you play, whether it be traditional pop, rock, it doesn't matter. I think that as long as you're telling the story and you're telling the true story, then that's all that that's all that comes out of it. And I think yeah, you're right. I think you're 100 absolutely. It's so, it's so universal. Like I always say, I'll say it once. I probably said it last week. I probably said it the week before that. Country music is a filing cabinet. Everything fits in a slot. That's right, dude. You just got to have to figure that out. But I think you're correct. I think you are more than correct. Um, dude, what do you have coming? Do you have anything uh, anything uh, coming on the horizons that we can look forward to here or no? Um, so, yeah, I'm working, on a, uh, I'm working on a new single right now. Um, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to call it, um, but it's basically about getting uh, when I was uh, 16, my parents bought me a 2001 Forerunner, runner and, uh, and those are great engines, but mine was not the best. 
Um, so what ended up happening was I just got like handed down my, my dad's truck that was just yeah. sitting there in the, in the, you know, driveway and nobody was using. And so I wrote a song about just getting handed down a truck. And like, you know, when I was, when I drive around town, like everybody would wave at me and like, think I was my dad. And, uh, and so anyway, I wrote a, wrote a song about it and I've done the demo for it and it'll definitely be my next single that's going to be coming out. Um, and hopefully I'll have that out within like the next, you know, two months. Hell yeah. like We're either going to call it truck or call it uh, the apple don't fall far. Something like that. I don't know if I want to call it truck because Hardy already has the one called truck. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's sick. Apple that's sick. And that's kind of funny because I, uh, I also used to drive my dad's old Jeep and I used to, yeah, used to wave me down too. So that's funny. People get it, man. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, people understand when you're in a small town and you get handed down your dad's truck, like everybody just assumes it's everyone dad. does. Like I'm talking down the street. Like if someone was on a run or something, you already see their hand up in the air before you even hit them. And yeah, they, yeah, that's right. They see it. And it's also ironic cause I've always loved four runners and I really want to drive a four runner. I don't know why hey, dude, you can buy mine. I'm selling mine right now. It's yeah, yeah. Back there parked behind me somewhere. Free, free finger discount. Give it to me. I'll buy it. Yeah, from you know, yeah absolutely. What year is it actually? What year is it? Oh, it's, it's an 01. Yeah. Oh, oh, you still have that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell I'm yeah. Like, my dad tells me all the time. He's like, man, you need to hold on to that truck. Cause it's going to be like the, the Bronco of, you know, 2001. Cause they only you made might that. Be right. They only made that specific model like in 01 and 02. And uh and they really are great engines. Like they're, they're is it still running? Yeah, it's still running. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I yeah, dig it's it. Now, dude. I dig it. I dig it. That's awesome. I'm super excited for that. I bet you it's gonna be exciting. And yeah. uh, that's cool. That's so cool. So I'm excited to hear it, man. Clay, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I, I, Absolutely, it dude. Thanks for having me, man. I'm sorry I was a little late um doing yeah. all this moving stuff that we're doing right now, but it's all, it's all good. It's all good. I wish you best of luck in the move. And I, uh, I'm excited to hear the song and I'm excited to see what you got coming up for us here. And um, it's going to be fantastic. So listen, everybody, just another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. Go listen to the Clay's new song, Wings, uh, everywhere now. Go stream it, go share it, go love it. Do all the great things. It's fantastic. You will love it, I promise. And go follow him on Instagram at Clay Barker underscore music. And uh, listen, that was another episode of the RCM Podcast. Remember, rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode. And follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes coming out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle. That's Clay Barker. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. See ya.